thank you for joining us today for the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. My name is George Mays, and with me is Jay Jones. Good morning. Good morning. On this free-for-all Friday morning. Which is actually... I don't even know. What morning a is Wednesday this? Wednesday morning Recording for us. Recording on Wednesday morning. George, what are the odds this uh, this episode even makes it and does it get banned? I don't know. Not good. I don't know. Not good. Might have to rely on the old uh, podcast version to take a listen. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think the YouTube is going to leave make this it. one up. No. Nah. Maybe we can head it off by talking nicely to the AI, though. The IA or the AI, artificial intelligence that scans the uploads. You're the most beautiful AI. What is happening? So well constructed. What is is going on this morning? Don't ban (laughs) it. When you listen to our video. I'm glad I'm not in this room alone with you, Jay. (laughs) I'm glad Larry's here with me so he can bear witness. No, George. I'm trying to talk to this. I'm trying to talk to this AI. Okay. You are the best AI and you do so well. But our video is not worth banning. This video is actually all truth. No misinformation. All truth, all things people need to hear. Move on to another video. I think it's going to work. I think it's going to work. These intelligences, they're intelligent, but not that intelligent. Yeah. I think you might can fool them like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you get a full night's sleep? Last no, night, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> okay. no, right. no, no, I did not. It was okay. one of the worst I've, I've had in a really long time, actually. Okay. So, yeah, it's just coffee today. Okay. Coffee no, today for me. No coffee grounds? No. No just hot, the, no hot just sand? Just good stuff. Okay. George, what shall we start with? I mean, you got a LaCroix over here. I'd, let's, let's, let's cool That's it on, backup. cool it on the good stuff. That's my backup. <laughs> For when if I if I, if I drink all this coffee, okay, I have something else to drink. Sh- George, shall we begin with what I have referred to as as uh, let's see, where is this video? As the beast which emergeth out of the sea. Okay, okay. Shall we? Shall we start with that? It's about all you've been talking about this <laughs> this week. We've just we've reached this point. You where... you saw you saw this video and you, I don't know it it. Uh, I do it not struck a nerve. I do not how to know how to describe what has gone on in this society. It's demo, uh, well, we could read this person's bio. Uh, let me play the should I, should I read the bio first or play the clip first? Read the bio know. first because I like that description of uh, this person as Check a, this out. as a word poet. Robin Henderson Espinoza. This person, I say, I, I don't know if this is a dude trying to be a chick or a chick trying to be a dude. I, I don't know. You can't tell. <laughs> right? You just cannot tell. Um, she's been described in a myriad of ways, they say, Duke Divinity School. Mm. Scholar activist. Scholar leader. A thought leader. A teacher. Public theologian. Ethicist. George. Ethicist. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Ethicist. <laughs> Pure moral reason. Poet. Poet poet of of moral reason. Yeah, poet of moral reason. A word artist. See, that's the one that I really like. You're going to get the word word artist. artist. We're going to get some of that art in just a second. Yeah. 
They forgot the one that's most descriptive, though. They forgot the word demonic. Okay. So let's watch this public theologian who pretends to be a Christian. Um, as I said before, I, I I will usually refer to the person's actual gender. But by, I, I think. But I, 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 think, I don't know what. I, I think. Female. Uh, who knows? I man. think. Uh, just, I think. Yeah. Well, I said beast that comes out of the sea. <laughs> comes to deceive the nations. Okay. And all other manners of nonsense. Check this out. The not yet is the imaginal space of becoming. The not yet is, is in the space of a realized utopia. The not yet is the Christian message that we must embody in critical and creative ways to steward a narrative that calls us into being human with one another again. That is the kind of hope I want to invite us to embody. That is the kind of queerness that I hope we can practice. One that reimagines language and practice and narratives that can be midwifed and stewarded through the imaginal. Imaginal. That is hope to me. That is the kind of power I think we have as a collective of believers, of doubters, of Christians, as those who are becoming. George, what are you becoming? There's that word poetry. George, what are you becoming in your <laughs> in your imaginals? I, <laughs> are you an Avenger in your imaginals? Hey, that'd be all right. I don't. Let me let me tick off some. I, uh, I don't know what she's saying. Why are you saying she? This is the beast. George, the, when you are looking at a person, you say, all right, this person claims to be a, uh, a pastor or public theologian. You just got to tick some box, boxes off. Okay. Obese, you're disqualified. Um, really gay tattoos, you're disqualified. Um, you <laughs> do not, we do not know if you are a man or a woman, you're disqualified. You're speaking absolute utter nonsense, disqualified. What do you think? I don't know what to think. <laughs> I'm just trying to help people be discerning, George. This is not hard. This is not hard. It, it, it is not difficult. No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of queerness that I'm hoping that we can. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, this is the second time I've listened to it. I have no idea what she's saying. Again, George, this is... The beast. Okay. I'll, you don't know I'll if try, this is she. All right. I'll try to refrain from saying she. It. I don't know what it is saying. Well, I say it tongue in cheek, but yeah. in reality, I believe these people are actually driven by demons. Oh, yeah. This is demonic movement. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely demonic. So the transgender movement, demonic. Um, Self-mutilation, demonic. Defacing the image of God. The goodness of God's created order, men and women in created in God's image. They are unique and distinctive, male and female, reflecting the image of God. It's all about uh, deforming. It's all about disfiguring. It's all about undoing what God has created good. It is demonic. Yeah. So I'm done playing games with this nonsense. Right. <clears throat> 
Speaking of demonic, of course, we're, we have to talk about this leaked um, Supreme Court. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, speaking of demonic, the demons have been howling for days. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this crying, Supreme... crying out that their blood may be taken from them. Yeah. Um, this, uh, this Supreme Court, this leaked decision from the Supreme Court to overturn Roe. Um, has gotten all the idolaters screaming because they their their sacrifices yeah. to their to their god is uh, being being taken away from them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, I've got this clip from uh, Elizabeth Warren, and I think it's a good clip that um, shows <laughs> like the demonic the demonic um, reality behind this. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, uh, these are some people who are, uh, who are chasing her down as she's, as she's getting into her car and they're asking her about her feelings towards this leak. It's only a minute long, but I, I think it, it's a good representation. Okay. All right. How are you feeling? I am angry. Angry and upset? Angry and upset and determined. The United States Congress can keep Roe versus Wade the law of the land. They just need to do it. I, I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be. This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. 69% of people across this country, across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people, want Roe versus Wade to maintain you as the law of the, the land. The we need to we're do not, that. We're not and we have a right. Extremists, we've heard enough from the extremists. And, and we're tired You're an extremist if you don't want to dismember children in the womb, right? George. That's extreme. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> she has. I haven't seen her that mad since um, since Trump called her Pocahontas. <laughs> since yeah. everybody figured out she's an absolute farce and she's not Native American. You know, she uh, lied on her college application yeah. to get uh, free education. Yeah. That's cultural appropriation, George. Did you know that's a no-no today? Well, you'd think that uh, you'd think that she'd get called out on that, but nah. Look, look. Here's the face of here's the face of a Molech worshiper. Let's see it. Yeah, that's right. That's the face of a Molech worshiper. Mm-hmm. She is so angry, Jay. The Republicans have been plotting for decades to overturn. They've been they've been putting Supreme Court justices in place to do this no kidding say the state the most obvious thing you could ever state yeah but well i mean what's ironic is that the democrats would do the same thing if they'd been in power for as long as the republicans had been <laughs> they'd be stacking the they'd be uh-huh. stacking the deck too that i mean it's all it's all politics right i mean what 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 is she wanting to do with the the democ the democratic power mm-hmm. um she wants to make sure that that row becomes the law of the land. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. A- and her argumentation, oh, the the uh, you know, the majority of Americans, the majority of Americans want to keep this. Like, is that how we establish laws? Is that um, is that how we establish laws now? Is is it's just the majority majority of people want it and so we mm-hmm. should do it. I guess. So I guess, you know, if the majority of people want to enslave the Jews and throw them in concentration camps, right. that means that would be okay too. Mm-hmm. Or when the majority of Americans um, didn't want slavery to end, we should still have slaves. Is that That's kind of the reasoning that she's giving. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. So... Uh, another uh, another sign that this is demonic. Uh, I don't know if you saw this yet. Uh, maybe not. What is it? Let's see. I don't know how to pronounce this. Misoprostol. Yeah, I guess that's is relatively easy to acquire from veterinarian sources. Since, in addition to medically inducing abortions, it's also used to treat ulcers in horses. George. That's nuts. Well, I don't know, Jay. It seems like uh, it's like uh, we've got. Hey, uh, go back to go back. <laughs> seems like we've yeah, been. Told, I was going to say. It seems like it, we've been told that it's not okay to. It's use not okay to take horse drugs. Horse drugs, even though ivermectin. I don't know. It's a human drug <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> but look, look at this. It's the same source. Yeah. <laughs> this liberal. Uh, this liberal Twitter account. Um, last year, <laughs> September 8th of last year, they had an article from Vice. Joe Rogan is back from COVID and shilling for ivermectin now. Rogan has recovered from COVID-19 and used his first show back to spread misinformation about the horse deworming drug he took. And then um, yesterday, right. same source. Uh, of course. With Vice, anarchists, collective shares, uh, instructions to make uh do-it-yourself abortion pills mm-hmm. using horse medicine right <laughs> to yeah. treat why would you need to though because they have uh the morning after pill and all that stuff plan b or whatever does it uh-huh. plan b? yeah they've got all these different morning after pills that people right are, have readily available to them yeah which we'll, i think we'll talk about here in a little bit more when we talk about Abortion being totally abolished, and what would what would that look like? What would be required? Do you have the Tim Keller stuff though? I'm wondering. Do you have the Tim Keller tweets? Which uh, which ones? The absolute fiasco. Let's talk about that, George. I want to talk about it for a minute. Um, Tim Keller's threads about uh, voting. Uh, oh, and, and how it's totally. Oh yeah. yeah. How it's totally appropriate for uh, to be bo- to be voting for. Uh, for for the Democrats, yeah. Uh, give me a second, and I'll see if I can find it. I, I, think, I don't think it would take long. To I think go. the problem of where people like like Tim Keller have done is they assume that there is only the two options: voting Republican, voting Democrat. And he tries to paint it in this picture that if you're people like us, like like I say, no Christian should be able to vote for a Democrat. That doesn't mean I'm promoting them voting for Republicans. It just means I'm looking at the Democrat platform and I say they're they're pro beast out of the sea. <laughs> they're 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 like on this accelerated 
anti-parental rights, LGBTQ, all this stuff, and they're they are not just pro-choice. They're they are actually some of them in the extreme are pro-infanticide. That's what's being talked about now. That people ought to have the ability to, and that I should have pulled this up. There's a paper by a couple ethicists written, arguing for the merits of being able to kill your child 30 days after it's born. That's the direction of their entire party. Why would a Christian ever vote for that? Right now, that doesn't mean I'm over here saying, "Hey, Republicans are where it's at. You can only vote for Republicans." That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Just saying. You, as a Christian, should not ever be able to vote for them. Yeah. But Keller is like, no, no, no. Well, there's room for, for Christians to vote for Democrats because they have the goal of ending abortion, too. Do they have that as their goal? That's my question. Like, T Keller says they have a goal of, of limiting abortions, and Republicans have the goal of limiting abortions. We can argue about who has the better solutions. That's not their goal. Their goal is to make them as easy as possible and as widespread as possible. Right. Am I wrong? All right, so here's um, here's a thread. You found it? I talked enough, gave you time to find it? I, yeah, yeah. So here's the original tweet, and then I'll walk through the thread a little bit. And I think, I think at this point we can say Tim Keller is not someone that we could ever support. We could never, like, uh, recommend, mm -hmm. endorse in any way. I think, I think he's – I think this is – like puts him out of bounds. Mm -hmm. So um, here's the uh, here's the original tweet. Um, this is from April 26th. Churches must not maintain unity at the expense of the gospel. Churches should not destroy unity or fellowship over political differences. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, the. First statement, I think, is true. Churches must not maintain unity at the expense of the gospel. Yes, a hundred percent. Right there. Um, the, the but second. the second, the second sentence um, needs to have needs some expanding on the idea. Churches should not destroy unity or fellowship over political differences. Mm -hmm. On the surface, I would say yes, but. The first, he, he doesn't stop there. Hey, the first response was good, though. Go back. Can you go back? Look at the first response. Oh, dang. The Bible is so... Uh, it's yeah, raining on your parade uh, sometimes. I mean, it's almost it. as if you, if you you know just believe the Bible that it, it already has the answers. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. The text, the, the first reply, those that aren't watching this guy... Uh, responds, but now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of a brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed, or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler. Not even to eat with such a one. First Corinthians five eleven. Mm. <clears throat> All right. Here's where it really gets bad. Okay. This is a thread. Mm. Here are two biblical moral norms. One, it is a sin to worship idols or any god other than the true God. And two, do not murder. Mm -hmm. If you ask evangelicals if we should be forbidden by law to worship any other god than the God of the Bible, they'd say, no. We allow that terrible sin to be legal. But if you ask them if Americans should be forbidden by law to abort a baby, they'd say, yes. 
<laughs> now, why make the first sin legal and never talk about it, and the second sin illegal and a main moral political talking point? At the very least, it shows a lack of knowing how to apply the Bible to politics. I would say that Timothy Keller is showing <laughs> right. a real lack of uh -huh. knowing how to apply the Bible to politics. Since we can't simply say, quote, if the Bible says it's sin, it should be illegal. How do we choose which morals to politically champion? Please don't say, quote, I just want to see the Ten Commandments made law in society. That's too simplistic, and we don't do this already. The Bible tells us that idolatry, abortion, and ignoring the poor are all grievous sins, but it doesn't tell us exactly how we are to apply these norms to a pluralistic democracy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we are. To, it gets worse. It gets right. worse. We are to help the poor, but the Bible doesn't tell us which political strategy, high taxes and government services versus low taxes and private charity to use. I, I would disagree with that, I think. Mm -hmm. The Bible binds my conscience to love the immigrant, but it doesn't tell me how many legal immigrants to admit to the U.S. every year. And here's where it really gets bad. I know abortion is a sin, but the Bible doesn't tell me the best political policy to decrease or end abortion in this country, nor which political or legal policies are most effective to that end. The current political parties will say that their policy most aligns morally with the Bible, but we are allowed to debate that, and so our churches should not have disunity over debatable political differences. It is also why I have never publicly or privately told Christians who they should vote for. I have also never told anyone they should vote Democrat or Republican, depending on the Policy, we can find more or less alignment with biblical morals. I believe all Christians should be active in politics, but it is unwise to identify Christianity with any particular party. Yeah, I mean, you have to be, I mean, borderline, I think, insane to be able to actually type that and say, we don't know which party's policies will limit abortions the most. One of them's like <laughs> right. end abortion. One of them is like, let's provide it to everyone everywhere. This this whole idea that it's permissible to vote for Democrats because Democrat the, the Democrats care for poor people and they want to make sure that everyone has access to free health care and all of this. It needs to it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. The Democrats do not care about poor people. They do not care about poor people. I think you can you can see you can see how they how they um they make all these excuses about inflation. I mean, at the, uh -huh. at the correspondence dinner a few nights ago, uh, Trevor Noah made a, made a joke about how everything's up since your presidency. Gas is up, groceries are up, everything's up. And President Biden's just over there laughing and, and clapping his hands. They don't care about poor people. This, this is, this who gives, is, uh, who gives this, the most to charity yeah. in America? Yeah. Who is it? Right, it's Christians. It's Christians. Conservative Christians. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not and they they care for poor people and orphans yeah. and widows. They do that themselves. Right. The Democrats they want to steal money and redistribute it. That is not caring for poor people. Because they get to keep a little bit of that slice, George, for themselves. Yeah. That's how it always works. The political class, they keep a little slice for themselves. Yeah. Um they they don't care about the it's it's really frustrating that people like Timothy Keller, they will they will equate um, people being poor with people being more murdered, and they'll say, well, both of these are wrong, but the the Bible doesn't tell me how to how to deal with this stuff. Mm. You can go what, back. What I mean, this is a pastor. This is a pastor, and he's saying, well, I know that abortion's a sin, but it doesn't. The Bible doesn't tell me how to deal with 
the sin of murder. Well, the Bible. <laughs> if you go, if you go back to his very, the very first one on the thread where he tries to um, pit uh, idolatry, the sin of idolatry, right? Yeah, against murder, and you say, hey, yeah. you guys want to, I got it You guys want to legally there. enforce, you shall not commit murder, and but we don't ever enforce idolatry in the Bible. You know, doesn't explicitly. And tell look us at what he same. says. Look at what it says. He says, um, "Where is it? Oh, yeah, it's a, it's that second one." Yeah. We allow that terrible sin to be legal, but if you ask them if Americans should be forbidden by law to abort a baby, they'd say yes. Now, why make the first sin, the sin of idolatry, legal and never talk about it? What? Yeah. What what reality is he living in well, where we where Christians never talk about the sin of of idolatry? He seems to have forgotten that we have a New Testament that uh lays out, I think clearly that uh God has established the state to deal with the horizontal elements of the tables of the law. Right. Yeah. Um, that seems to be what we see in Romans 13 that the government has been established by God to punish evil and evildoers. And this would be bearing the sword to prevent murder. Mm-hmm. The church right. is God's authority on the other tables. Yeah. I'm, I'm making this very simplistic. Yes. So we enforce inside the walls of the church idolatry. Mm-hmm. The rulings that we make, if we are to excommunicate someone, for the sin of idolatry, we believe have eternal consequences. So yeah. we we bear a spiritual sword to deal with the sin of idolatry by excommunicating people out of the church. Yeah. The government wields the sword to prevent actual physical murder. So yeah. people don't run through the streets rampaging and murdering or running into uh you know places like they are in San Francisco because the government is impotent there and ransacking and stealing with zero consequence. This isn't difficult, right? It's like I don't know what happened to Tim Keller. He's, um, act, I mean, he's acting like a politician when he's he's supposed to be a pastor. He's supposed to be a Christian. Yeah, um, he should be speaking clearly on both of these sins, uh-huh. not as a politician, but as a Christian. Now, it yeah, right. It is a sin to worship idols. You now, will go to hell if you do not repent and turn to the one living God. Yeah. Um, murder is a, a vile sin that reveals that you're not following the uh-huh. one true God. That that also will send you to hell. Mm-hmm. You need to repent of it. Why can he not? Why can he not speak as a pastor? I don't how, know. how hard is it to say mm-hmm. to the world, whether Democrat or Republican, this is what the Bible says? Mm-hmm. If you don't repent, Christ is going to crush you. Right. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. The all church, this, all this dancing around it. It's, it is, it is so unhelpful. Yeah. Now, in my oversimplification, don't don't hear me say the church doesn't have anything to do with the uh, the second second of the five commandments and the enforcement of those because we obviously practice church discipline around those as well, <laughs> right? Right. Um, yeah, it it's um it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Like we're not talking about honestly this is this is it, right? It's this black and white. You're really not talking about a Republican and a Democrat thing here when you're talking about abortion and you're talking about the murder of hu- human beings. At 63 million, by the way, 63 million in America. It's 10 and a half times that, that those are the ones that that have been re- those are the ones that have counted and reported. Ten, uh, you know, there's plan, there's the uh, Plan B stuff. There's the morning after pill. So it's more than that. It's probably over a hundred million. And we're trusting that 
like Planned Parenthood is accurately, yeah, reporting, yeah. accurately reporting. Um, because I don't trust murderers to tell the yeah, truth. Yeah, call me, call me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're willing to kill a baby, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to be trusting you on everything that you say. Right, I'm going to be right. pretty cynical about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is not a Republican Democrat thing. It really is a moral. This is a moral thing. If you are for it, you're immoral, right? You're anti. Mm-hmm. You're anti God. Mm-hmm. You're literally on the side of demons. Demons. You know, you go all the way back through history. Every culture has had um, human sacrifice and child sacrifice. Uncivilized mm-hmm. cultures, right? You know, the uh, crops aren't growing. Uh, the goats aren't getting it done. What do we do? We got to have crops. Um, give me your firstborn child. Let's uh, let's cut him open and spill his blood out on the ground and light him on fire. Oh, the the god the the false god was appeased. It'll the crops will grow now. Um, then you have you have going. I mean, going all the way back to the Bible times, God clearly spells out the abominations that are linked in the nations that God says you are to not be like them. What are they? Always. They are always child sacrifice and homosexuality. That is the mark of a godless society. They go hand in hand every single time. Um, and God always deals with them. It's like we, th- and here we are. This is our society. This is the terrifying thing about living in our culture because I think Elizabeth Warren is right. I think the majority of Americans want it. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying yeah. because God is just, and He He is not patient. He's very patient and gracious, but His justness awakens always, mm-hmm. and He rides He rides on at the very front, the tip of the spear of invading armies to bring vengeance. That's what happens right. historically. Yeah. He judges nations with via other nations that do this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we are. I mean, we got we like I said, it's like a it's like a unified demon howl that's been going on for forty eight hours. Right. I need my blood. You know, like I I've gotta have the children. Like it's crazy. It's like people people have mass it's like mass hysteria. Like, is it a mind virus? Like what is it, George? It's like a spiritual mind virus. Yeah. We must have the right to to kill our own children or we're not actually free. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. Um the biggest that that hasn't been a surprise. The surprise from um the left hasn't been surprising. Right. What's been surprising is some of the responses from professing Christians. Yeah. Do you have do you have one pulled up? I don't know which one do you want me to pull up. The one from uh, Southeastern Seminary. Oh, good grief, bro! <laughs> <sighs> no way. We got <laughs> we got to talk about that, dude. One. I I forgot about that. I took a screenshot because I was like, "There's no way this is staying up. There's not a chance." Yeah, we gotta we gotta talk about it. All right. I think the best way is going to be for me to send it. Um to my Twitter and then have it, maybe have it pulled up. Actually, I don't know. How can I do this? 
I don't actually know how to get it up there. Here, let's do this. This is going to go to you via Twitter. Okay. You pull it up. <laughs> okay. I sent it to your DM because it was on my phone as a screenshot. Okay. You can't get it on my tablet like that. Okay. So you should be able to pull up on your tablet. So so is it the notor- Notorious KSP? Is that, that what does. she calls herself? I think so. Karen yeah. Swallow Pryor? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The, uh, when you read it, keep in mind um, she's paid by Southern Baptist. Now, she's not paid by us. Because we left. Yeah, we're... Uh, you going to pull up on the tablet? We're out of this thing. I'm, it's not It's not showing up on uh, on Twitter, though. And your DMs? Oh, oh, maybe there it, it is. is. Maybe. Yeah, just it just showed up. Professor okay. at Southeastern Seminary? This is pretty bonkers. Somebody asked her about this. She kind of says... She calls it like a shortcut. That's, what, that's the thing I don't get. Right? How... If it happens, if... They overturn Roe. How is that a shortcut? How is it taking a shortcut? She says she's not for a shortcut. She's for the long game or something, like a 50-year game um, in order to get this done where it will be unthinkable in 50 years. Right? Yeah. Do you have the – it keeps going. Oh, I don't have the actual thread, man. I took okay. a screenshot of okay. it. Okay, I'll uh, I'll see if I can find it while we're talking about this. Okay, so um, you can pull it up on uh, on the screen, and someone says uh, asking Karen Swallow Pryor, who is a southeastern professor, mm-hmm. um, English, and something else. Anyway, she's an English professor. Um, someone asked her, in your mind, was voting for Trump worth the three Supreme Court justices that got us here? So just a little background, though, so people may not be familiar. So like her and, um, oh, what is his name? Uh, Russell Moore. Um, who's the other lady? The, the golden calf of the SBC. Who can do no wrong? And if you say anything, you know, you're attacking the golden calf. You know who I'm talking about. I don't know who you're talking we about. We haven't talked about her in a while. I forgot her name is slipping my mind. Beth Moore? Beth Moore, there you go. Oh, she's Anglican now. She, yeah, she, she's, but but she's, doesn't matter. She's still, her Bible studies are... I gotcha. She's the queen of the SBC. Um, they, they are like, Trump is immoral. We're above voting for someone so immoral as Trump. It's a You've compromised the gospel if you voted for Trump. He's so evil. Um, we've done irreparable damage to Christianity... All evangelicals have, you know, this is a terrible thing. We've lost our legitimacy. Our witness in the world is compromised. Mm-hmm. That's KS, That's Karen Swallow Pryor. That's her. She's above voting for someone like Trump. So the question is, if Rose overturned, were the th- three Supreme Court justices that he appointed, was it worth voting for him? Because baby murder will be outlawed. Now, it's not going to immediately outlawed it, but there's like 11 states that have trigger bills, ours being one of them, that if Rose overturned, abortion's completely illegal in that state. Mm-hmm. There's like 11 states, I think. Might be more. Yeah. So that's the question. Okay. All right. Let's return. Yeah. Um, so uh, she says, I didn't vote for him. So no, that's why I thought it would take 50 more years overturning Right. Roe. She thought it would take 50 more years to overturn Roe. Well, I think because she's thinking in lines with kind of like how Sproul used to think, mm-hmm. he thought uh, society and science would advance so far that abortion would become unthinkable because of what science has proven. Right. Sproul, 
you know, he did he did say before he died he was wrong. He said he I, I think he said it displays human depravity to a greater degree mm-hmm. that even with this much evidence people will double down on abortion. Yeah. She seems to be making some type of claim that in 50 years it'll be unthinkable based off of nothing else except for the advancement of society. Yeah. Right. Um so the the response do you think the expedited end to Roe v Wade was worth the quote unquote moral compromise and she says I think my first reply answers that question. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's nuts. I've got another uh let me see if I can find this real So quick. she's pretty much saying no it's worth waiting 50 more years. No? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um she uh Another person, let me see if I, here it is. This person said, stop it. This, if it holds up, happened in spite of voters like you. And here's what she says. Yep, I was for the slow right way of doing things. That's why I said 50 years. I'm not big on shortcuts. How is it a shortcut? <laughs> like, that's what's crazy. How is it a shortcut? Does she think society, like already over 60% apparently are for abortion. Mm-hmm. Right. Does she think in 50 years, like it's going to be, uh, it's going to be better because we're going to learn more about what goes on. Right. In 50 years, they'll probably be like, you'll probably like go up to a, like a Coke machine and like, uh, put a drop of your blood in and like create your own baby. Oh, there we go. Uh, blue eyes, blonde hair. Uh, yeah. And, uh, athleticism. Uh, how about playing the piano? Ding, ding. You know, that's like, that's where we're headed. You know, and that maybe your wife comes up and she puts her drop of blood down and her genetics are like uh, not good. And then you go, uh, you know, I'm going to have a baby with you. Yeah. Bring me the beast out of the sea. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want your flawed genetics. Yeah. That's, the, that's where we're headed, man. Yeah. Engineered babies. What's so frustrating is that she is... She's at one of the Southern Baptist seminaries. She is she is saying that not having abortion or having Roe overturned. I think clearly here's what she's saying. Okay. The integrity of the evangelical world mm-hmm. is more important than overturning Roe v. Wade. Yeah. She has to make the case clearly, though, and none of them have, that people that voted for Trump have compromised the gospel. That's what you must, that's what you must be able to prove and maintain. You can't, and she can't do that. She can't do that. Um, the only thing, I think the only option that you have in America, like if you want to say, hey, I want to maintain my integrity perfectly as a Christian, is to not vote. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't find the the other part where she is talking about Trump. In 50 years, there but, would be 60 million more babies yeah. killed. So, so think about that. It's worth it. She would not. 50 more years of abortion. She, she would not have this reply to abolishing slavery. She she would well, not she would not say we need to do this the 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 right way the slow way. Well, she wouldn't say that now, 
but given what she does and how she thinks, mm. there is a very high likelihood that if you transport her back in time, she would say the same thing. Mm. She would make the case, we need to do this differently. You see what I mean? We, yeah. we always think, oh, I'm in the future, and we, right. don't, we don't even know that about ourselves, right. right? We think, like everyone else, like if we were back in time, we'd make the right choice. We don't know that. Yeah. But given how she reasons now, I, I, there's no reason to think that she wouldn't mm. say, hey, you know, we can't just end up, we can't abolish abortion like that, or we can't abolish slavery. We can't just do that. Do you know what it'll do to the economy? Like, we've got to do this slowly over time. And or else a, a war could break out. Yeah, we got to maintain our witness. We don't want a war breaking out over this. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. but uh, there it is. She's uh, she's still on staff at uh, Southeastern Seminary. Don't you want people like that educating your kids? <laughs> Better probably to have a pagan educate your kids than somebody like that. The beast? Would you rather here? Here it is. At least here here it is. The Would you rather have the beast uh, educate your kids, or I don't know. I mean, it's it's a toss up because, (laughs) on the one hand, I know, given my kids, that they'll know. Okay, here I know what side of the lines we're on, and we can have we can now debate this. But the other side, it's like I'm on your side, and now I'm gonna, you know, put in a. I'm going to do some inception on you. Next thing you know, you're going to be thinking like Karen Swallow Pryor because you think she's on your side of these things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You let your guard down because you think this is my teammate. They're on my team. Right. I'll let my guard down. Next thing you know, I've completely thought the way I think about everything. So, I've found all kinds of uh, <laughs> weird responses Christians celebrating the end of Roe v. Wade have no moral ground to stand on and should be ashamed of themselves. It's a horrifying and oppressive decision made by an ideological Supreme Court. This isn't good for children, families, or it's not good for children, Jay. It's not good for children, families, or women. It leads to death and suffering. It's crazy. So if you overturn Roe v. Wade, it leads to death, but if you keep it, yeah, it results in. You got to put what? that tweet back up there. What? Just look at that what tweet, man. Yeah. This is what happens when when uh, there there is a supernatural evil influences that go on on someone's mind. You cannot reason anymore. Mm-hmm. Ending ending death will create death crazy yep uh the same person um said where is it well now i can't find it jay there it is the women who suffer because of scotus's unconscionable decision are the ones jesus sides with make no mistake about who the oppressed are here it is women you stand with them or you don't the oppressed the oppressed are the women the the, the oppressed are the women the oppressed the oppressed women are the ones who have been um, penetrated by medical utensils and ripped to pieces, yeah, in their mo- in their mother's womb, who have been burned, um, burned with saline solutions, burned alive, who had been torn limb from limb. Those are the women that have been oppressed. This is a women's liberation movement. 
yeah. ending abortion. It's also um, disproportionately affects the African American population. Abortion, right? So to to be anti-abortion is to be pro minority, pro woman. Yeah, we, we're calling for more women in the world and more black people in the world. They're calling for less. Check out this tweet. I know I'm not the first person to say this, but I might be the first pastor you hear it from. Check out the Twitter Twitter handle. Emily Clark. <laughs> there you go. First what? pastor you hear it from, Jay. Outlawing abortion does not stop abortions. It just stops safe abortions. I don't want abortions to be safe. I don't either. I want them to be the dirtiest, most risky thing that you ever do. Mm-hmm. So maybe you would think. Maybe I shouldn't do maybe this. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Right. It's it's crazy, man. The the outcry, like you said, even from those that are professing to be uh, to be Christians, it should be pretty clear. They should yeah. all be celebrating. Mm-hmm. If it, if it goes through, obviously they're trying to intimidate them into into changing their mind. Um, hopefully that'll make them those on the Supreme Court that'll make them a little angry and they'll double down. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So one more thing I've got. I don't know if you have anything else, but I've got one more thing. Mm. I ran across this uh, this article today. It's from the Religion Dispatches. The title is How Evangelicalism's Twin Seeds of Biblical Literalism and Constitutional Originalism Spelled the End of Roe. And I found this interesting because I think this is if if the Supreme Court holds up and they do overturn Roe, I think that this is the direction it's going to go and mm-hmm. we need Christians need to be prepared. Right. So I'm not going to read the whole article. It it follows kind of uh, Jay Gresham Machen's, um, his his path from Princeton to Westminster uh-huh. as he he rejected um, liberalism. liberalism and uh, also Francis Schaeffer. So you got to spell it out for those that aren't in the know. This comes down to interpreting. On the most basic level, how do you interpret things that are written? Right. Right. So the link here is there's a group of people in the conservative Christian world. They believe you read the text and the words have meaning inside the sentence. The sentence has meaning inside the paragraph. The paragraph has uh, meaning inside the larger context of the letter. And when somebody writes something, you should seek to read it at face value for what the author intended it to mean. Right. And that's the meaning. Mm-hmm. Then you can then apply that to various circumstances in our world today. But that meaning transcends time. Right. All time and all cultures, because that's what the person meant when they wrote it down. In conservative legal schools, they have the same idea. I guess it's called originalism, right? Yeah. They're an originalist, meaning the exact same thing. Right. What did the people who penned the Constitution mean when they wrote it? Right. There is on the <clears throat> left, both in the religious world and in the law, the law world, the liberals. Mm. The liberals have taken on a more postmodern approach to literature. That's that literature is kind of like living. 
the meaning of the of the document or whatever was written changes with the culture, and you can see it clear as day in both schools. That's why you have um, liberal, uh, like the beast out of the sea. She's a liberal. She's a postmodern. She does not interpret the literature for its meaning. What uh, getting a phone call? What, what is this? What gave that away? I don't Jay? know. What? <laughs> I don't know what gave that away. How can you make such a such a statement? Um, and then you have, of course, the same thing happening in, you know, like Sotomayor. She's a liberal. She's not an originalist. What's the term that they use for her? Oh, man. What's her school of thought? It's that the Constitution is like a living document. And, it, and we are able to interpret it according to the benefits of our society today. Are you looking it up? No, I was looking up something else. So that's what you have uh, that's going on today in both both of these both of these schools yeah so um so i highlighted this uh this couple of uh sentences here in this article just so you can see where this is going it says legal scholars have found that belief that the bible is literally true helps predict adherence to originalism the politicized philosophy that maintains that the Constitution should be interpreted according to its original meaning. While the present connection may be unsurprising, the long history of this ideological pairing is too often ignored. And so they follow Jay Gresham right. Machen, I mean, who is he is an inerrant inerrant inerrantist. Yes. Um, he he believes that we should go back to what the original <laughs> meaning of scripture was, as opposed to the liberals. <laughs> this is, this seems to be the most obvious like article ever written. Uh huh. <laughs> like you know what i mean uh-huh yeah i mean it makes total sense yeah um machen a princeton seminary professor and late founder of westminster seminary was better remembered for championing his conservative interpretation of another text the bible uh in the early 1920s as a fundamentalist modernist controversy racked the presbyterian church machen joined with fundamentalist uh to defend the doctrine of biblical inerrancy Modernists who relied on new developments in biology, anthropology, and literary criticism sought to separate the Bible's ethical core from its ancient cultural context. Mm-hmm. So there you have the you have the the development of the uh, the conservatives and the liberals within Christianity. J. Gresham Machen and others were championing that the Bible is inerrant; it is inspired. We should interpret it according to its original meaning mm-hmm. the they call themselves the modernist they're just the liberals right. right um they're they're using i think chronological snobbery right um you know developments in science and literary criticism mm-hmm. to interpret the bible based upon um modern ideas right Right, um, and that's the same thing that is going on with the Constitution, which is why they reject Paul's writings about uh, male, right. male and female roles and about his writings that are clear on homosexuality. They reject that based off of not on anything in the Bible, but based off of how the culture has progressed. Right, same thing is applied to the Constitution. Um, 
the here's the last two uh, last two paragraphs here. The joint ideological ascendancy of biblical literalism and constitutional originalism remains with us to the present. Evangelicalism still predominantly relies on a theology of biblical inerrancy, and constitutional originalism remains political orthodoxy for the Republican Party. Donald Trump was elected to the presidency with overwhelming evangelical support behind a promise to appoint originalist justices, a promise he kept three times to the rapturous delight of his evangelical base. Already, the conservative Supreme Court has, on originalist grounds, declined to address radicalized uh, or racialized voter suppression, limited the federal welfare state, and is now overturning Roe. Evangelicalism's twin seeds of biblical inerrancy and constitutional originalism planted over a century ago are bearing fruit today, and by their fruits, we shall know them. Here's the point. If Roe is overturned, they're going to come for Christians. Mm-hmm. They're going to blame it on the Christians. Sure. Now, now they're going to they're blame it on the Republicans, yeah. but even more so, they're going to blame it on the Christians, right. and Christians need to be ready yeah. because... This will amp up persecution. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Ministry, so, ministry uh, of Truth is in place. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Did you see? <laughs> you brought that up. Did you see that the Babylon Bee posted an article that, uh, what is it, the disinformation? Yeah. Uh, their their office determined that anyone who disagrees with the disinformation um, office was guilty is, of different disinformation. That was real. And then, well, no, that was a Babylon B. They posted a they posted a, an article, uh-huh. a satire, right? And then, like two days later, they did it for real. They came out and they did it for real. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disinformation. Yeah. Anybody board. that disagrees with the disinformation uh, committee committee or whatever is guilty, guilty of, of disinformation. disinformation. No one saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I I read I mean I I share this. Um it's a long article you can look it up on the Religion Dispatches um website. But I, I just bring it up because this this is going to uh the it should it should be like you said just obvious. We shouldn't be murdering babies. We shouldn't be ripping them apart. Um but it's not the our our nation is so the battle is so turned over uh, to to sinfulness yeah. that um, they they are going to blame it on Republicans, but even more so, I, I think they're going to blame it on Christians, and we mm-hmm. see it already in this article. Um, this article is I don't even think it's a day old. Um, they're they're going to they're going to blame it on Christians. It's really funny to me whenever I see uh, quote unquote Christian people sharing things on like Facebook and Twitter with their friends about criticizing uh, the Christian community and how we are to blame for something. You can always you can always, you know, put some blame. You can you can try to blame Christians for which I'm sure that ob- and this is not even <laughs> this this is not even hidden. It, it's plain, it's in literature. It's on Netflix, it's on it's on. Uh, it's in movies. Uh, the church is. They try to blame the church for the suicide uh, rate in the LGBTQ community. Right. They, they, that's what they always try to do. I'll come back back to that rate in a second and why they're all they're doing is trying to use them for their political agenda. But when Christians share that stuff, I always think how foolish they are because this goes back. Christians get blamed for everything through history. 
right? Um, you go back to, and you go, we've talked about it on here before, you go, you go all the way back to the Roman times. What were they persecuting Christians for? What were they blaming them for? They're blaming them for everything that's gone wrong in their society. The Christians, they're secret, they have their secret meetings where they worship their one, their one God. Um, it's angered all of our gods. Mm-hmm. Our gods are angry. That's why these bad things are happening in our society. It's the Christians' fault. Oh, the Christians, you know, they actually eat children. Right. Right. The misinformation. They drink their blood. They, they eat children and they drink their blood. They practice incest with each other. They call each other brother and sister. Like, this is, this is who you stand with. Like, when you start to come up with whatever to blame Christians for what's going on in the society. That's who you're with. You're with, you're with that, those people. I'm sure the same thing happens in China all the time. Don't have access to it, uh, to specifics on it, but, you know, they'll put you in a re-education camp, brainwash you there for being a Christian. Um, so, yeah, it's just going to be kicked up even more, even more so. Yeah. If it, uh, if it, if they actually do it, um, oh, I remember it was going to come back to which I hope that they do. Um, it will be evidence of of God still being merciful to us, but um, we need to remember that the whole reason why abortion was ever legalized is because of the human heart, right? And just because the Supreme Court overturns it and it goes back to the states doesn't mean that the human heart has been changed yeah so the way it's been framed and been pushed is this we must have compassion for the lgbtq young people so we must completely adopt an entirely different worldview of, of acceptance because lives are on the line this is about compassion after all now i'm arguing that they're actually just using them they don't really care about them uh, because it doesn't show that um, it actually helps them in the end. Like if you help them to do go through a transition and stuff, it doesn't in the end. It, it right. doesn't actually help them not commit suicide. Right. But on on average, twelve youth commit suicide a day um, in America. That's a lot. But a but a. It's not even like all of these are related to LGBTQ issues. They're just related to youth and depression and all kinds of other issues. It could be abuse, could be, you know, you know, who knows what it could be. Um, some of that is uh, related to the LGBTQ stuff, and uh, they're grappling with that. But we've been pitched it that we must be compassionate. It's the biggest um, emergency, like, in the world, Right. It's all a lie, and it's not about saving lives or caring about humanity or loving your neighbor. You know how I know? Ask me, George. How do you know? Well, because for a long time, 22 vets a day killed themselves. Have you ever heard a single thing about it? No. Now, it's come down over the past year. It's down to 17, but 17 vets still kill themselves every day in this country. You have not heard a single thing about it because none of this is about saving lives. None of this is about compassion. None of it's about loving your neighbor. It's all about turning over an entire society to full-on capitulation to all-out rebellion against God. That's what it's all about. Abortion, child sacrifice, 
LGBTQ movement, they go hand in hand in every culture on the face of the planet, going all the way back in time. The twin, these are the twin, the twin pillars of all out rebellion against God. We're living, we're living in the midst of it. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's real bleak, Jay. That's real bleak. You know, it's bleak. It's bleak for the society. I mean, we're yeah. we talk about being on the right side of history. We're on the right side of history. Christ will return. Yeah, conquer all his enemies. Uh, establish a new heavens and a new earth. Yeah, um, and uh, we have that that great hope. Our hope isn't in this world. Or, um, I I'm not. And by that, I'm not saying that um, my hope isn't in a physical reality. Mm. Uh, the hope is in, is ultimately in Christ, and you know, if God were to bring uh, repentance through the gospel, which I hope He would, that's our hope, and that's 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 the end to which we work. We work toward that end diligently to preach the gospel, to love our neighbors, to share and evangelize, to push back against these ideologies, to train your children to be able to push back against these ideologies. You're not just sitting around passive waiting for everything to burn down, right? Right. It's like everything's burning down, but you're trying to put out the fire. Put, you're trying to throw. Throw as much water on it as you can, right? And uh, and to even press back against it to prevent it all from burning down, right? You're taking an active uh, an active fight, and you know you talked about the inbreaking of the kingdom. The kingdom has broken into the world in Christ, and we go about spreading His kingdom as best that we can in the time that we have on. The, but our hope isn't ultimately in that. Hey, I'm not seeing result. I'm not seeing the culture change at all. Uh, therefore, therefore, uh, I'm depressed, right? Yeah, and also our weapons are not the weapons of this world. Right, like our warfare shouldn't be the the worldly ways in which unbelievers right. gain power. Right, right. So as we're seeing the the things that are unfolding, I think that we need to um, continue with a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. Like we we still need to be faithful no matter what happens, e- yeah. even if even if Roe gets overturned, that's not a sign of revival. Right. Sign of revival is people actually repenting of their murder, right, right, uh, of right, murderous right. hearts. Uh-huh. Um, yes, we should be um, we should be vocal in uh, calling abortion murder. We should be vocal in calling politicians to enact righteous laws, which is a no-brainer. Should be, should no, be a no-brainer. Don't don't murder, uh, murder it already on the books in Oklahoma. Life begins at conception and ends at natural death. Um, they just have the exception for abortion right now. Hopefully, they will. Uh, they'll they will become consistent if Roe is overturned. Or even if it's not. But even if it's not, yeah, even if it's not, they need to be consistent. But uh, no matter what happens, Christians need to be faithful. We need to be the ones who, unlike Timothy Keller, who are saying, well, I know that abortion's wrong, but the Bible doesn't tell me how to, right. you know, the best way to deal with it. Absurd. We, as Christians, have everything that we need in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. The, the Bible is sufficient for all of life. Right. It does have answers for all of the issues that Tim Keller brought up. We just need to 
be courageous enough to say it. Mm-hmm. Just say it. Um, just believe it. Don't dance around it. Don't make a, don't make apologies for the Bible. Um, I know he's in New York City, so his his environment's going to be more challenging. He's going to get more opposition if he were to just say it. But that's what the that's what our culture needs. That the world the world um, that is lost and is under the power of demonic influences, and they have murderous hearts. They don't need us to be nice. Right. They don't need us to be nice. They don't need us to dance around the issues. They need us to very clearly and plainly tell them what the scriptures say mm-hmm. and call them to submit to the authority of Christ mm-hmm. in every in every aspect of their life. They don't need Tim Keller to be whimsical. Mm-hmm. They need him to be clear. And right. every time I read a Tim Keller tweet, I come away more confused. Mm-hmm. They don't need whatever that thing is that was talking about, you know. Imaginals? Imaginals. And your imaginals. I mean, she must, or it, sorry, Jay, it must be just such a, a uh, sophisticated word poet yeah. that my little, um, you know, <laughs> stupid brain can't follow what is being said. Mm-hmm. But the world doesn't need word poets. Mm-hmm. the The world needs Christians to just say it. A realized just utopia. Be, just be clear. Whenever you hear someone speak of a realized utopia apart from Christ and His work, you know you're dealing with demonic activity. Yeah, this is the thing that Satan offered to Jesus. Mm. You he, the, to rule the world. Yeah, apart from the cross. Right. It cannot happen. Um, so it just so happens. I mean, these are the promises. I mean, I don't, I'm, she probably is a communist. You start talking about realized utopias. That's, I mean, yeah, that's their, that's their empty promise. Mm-hmm. Why are we, re, why are we redoing these stupid ideas? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was, played out. That, that was the whole thing behind Marx's, yeah. um, philosophy was mm-hmm. trying to bring in this utopia. Yeah. That's right. You know what's so, you know what's so interesting to think about, George? In cultures that aren't like we're advanced and there's leisure, we need to shut this thing down sometime. But this is another thought. Like uh, you don't you don't see this type of stuff where uh, where survival's on the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, think about a lost scenario. You know the movie or the old show Lost, a plane crash, uh-huh. people are trapped on an island. Yeah. What well, what happens? Right. All of a sudden, oh man, men men uh, do men stuff, mm-hmm. and women start doing women stuff. Yeah. Isn't that weird? And you look at the co- uh, countries around the world where things aren't the way they. I mean, like we're living in some type of we're in a dystopia. Like that, yeah. the lady or whoever <laughs> shows you that, mm-hmm. we're in the dystopian novel. Yeah, we're countries that don't have these leisures. Men do men stuff. Women do women stuff. How weird! It's like you got to do it to live. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yep. But let's end on a positive note. If if Rose overturned, um, I think that's God's grace to us. Yep. In the end, it wasn't the scheming of men that accomplished it, though it was involved, obviously. Nothing is accomplished. You know, God's the way God works in the world is he works through means, but 
in the end, it's God's grace to us, and hopefully that would continue. I think that just means that there's there, the fight then somehow shifts. We'll see what that would then look like, because I think it would immediately be outlawed in a bunch of states, mm-hmm. hopefully ours included. Yeah. Then, then the 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 mission of the church has to become in those really hard places like California, where they want to debate infanticide. Like, what? That's crazy, dude. Like, you're not going to be able to write laws to overturn it in those states. Mm-hmm. So you have to develop church strategies that will undermine the culture of rebellion against God by planting the gospel. Um, that's going to be really hard work. That's like a real missionary work. Yeah. Then. Mm-hmm. To get in to get into that, right? You know what I mean? Yep. So, no harder than the early church uh, spreading throughout the Roman Empire. No kidding, man. You know, Paul shows up at Mars Hill. You got false gods everywhere. You got temple prostitution. You got people killing the babies. Yeah. You got people killing humans. I mean, all kind of crazy. What does he do? Preaches the gospel. He tells them about the one true God That's that right. doesn't need to be served by human hands right. and just undermines it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what we need to be doing. Mm. Your turn to shut it down. Hey, all right. Okay, well, um, hopefully this has been helpful for you. I know we've been talking about some hard issues today, but uh, current issues that we need to be aware of. And, of course, we need to be looking at them um, and talking about them from a biblical worldview. We don't need to question what the Bible says. We just need to believe it. And so uh, get into your Bible. Be a student of the Word. Um, Get into a healthy church be around believers. Um, We need to be encouraging one another during this time. And of course, uh, we hope that this podcast is helping you to become more and more conformed to Christ. We'll see you next time. Tell that AI it's beautiful, George. It's beautiful. Don't don't, uh, don't ban us. You're the best AI ever made. (laughs) We love you.